Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Seeking the Bridge podcast today. This is our second episode. We have Sifu Bender back again, um, and Francister, Sifu Francister is with us as well. Uh, today, we're just going to talk a little bit more about Wing Chun. Um, I want to start off with asking you guys, how are you guys doing uh, with the whole pandemic and so far, and how are you coping with it? Everything's okay. You good, Sifu? Yeah, everything's, everything's okay with over here. Just trying to learn how to uh, continue the Wing Chun spirit uh, while everyone is away from each other. You know, we can't work out with each other, but it's important to keep the Wing Chun spirit alive. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, this this brings me to a little topic. This last weekend, I was riding a one-wheel pint. And I'm a huge electric vehicle guy. Uh, and I've been 150 miles on that device without any injuries or accidents. Uh, the only thing that got me this time was I saw my mom drive by on the street. I got a little too excited. And previously on an electric skateboard, I would have been able to chase her down and reach, reach out to her. Unfortunately for the one wheel going up a hill, it's already too much power for it. And there is a speed limiter. If you go past the limiter, you eventually face plant to the ground. So as I almost reached my destination, I see her drive away and the device slows down. And I was like, oh, something's not right. And I... Uh, face plants on the ground. So I called her to come back and she passed me back up on the street and she wasn't too happy, uh, which, which means uh, I need to get her a good Mother's Day present. And one thing is that I did get it checked out yesterday at the UCSF Medical Center and the x-rays came out fine. And I, I do credit my dad, rest in peace. He passed away a few years back. But when I was a kid, around six, I remember I was breakdancing on the couch and I broke my wrist. And he's a hardcore kung fu guy uh, who did a little bit of chole fight and decided to not bring me to the hospital and use something called ditajiao. And that ditajiao is a Chinese herbal uh, medicine that, that's used to heal bruises. And I always thought it was kind of weird where it was smell funny and, and no, Everyone else who broke their wrist at school had a cast, but I didn't. And I ended up getting a little bit larger of a bone when it when it healed because it never healed right. I found out later in life. But that may have done it actually better than before because I've also done Wing Chun for about nine years now under Sifu uh, Ben. And he's taught me a lot about the Huyin Sao, which we're going to talk about later today. And it's, it's a movement where you do it by good hand. You bring it down straight, you twist it, and you build up the wrist the wrist strength and over time, uh, maybe Sibu Beck can show us his wrists are ginormous, huge for someone his age who's uh, 79. To, to his credit, I think that may have strengthened my wrists and braced myself a little bit stronger than if I had not done the, the Wing Chun. That leads me into Sifu Ben. Sifu, can you explain what a Huyin Sao is? Uh, Huyin Sao, le, hai Wing Chun le, wrong le. Uh, you want me? To, uh, yeah, I speak English. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, we'll 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 teach the new uh, listeners some Cantonese. Uh, but yeah, let's go with English for now. Okay. Well, Huyin Sao in Wing Chun is very very uh, uh, important. The reason to the Huyin Sao is you know to to build up your wrist. You know the the wrist in your in your arm because you know, in Wing Chun we emphasize so much on Hin Sao. A lot of people, you know, without learning the do a lot of Hin Sao exercise, the wrist is not strong enough. For instance, if the person, you know, the wrist is not strong, when they fall down or when they fight with somebody, even though he points the guy on the ground. But 90% of them, because they are not 
the wrist is not strong enough or they do not align the position of the wrist and then they will break the wrist you know impact is too powerful then his wrist is not strong enough to protect him uh, to to build up his the bone alignment for instance if the guy fall down when they fall down normally they use the hand touch the ground but you know because his you know the body coming down with the, the weight and the, the speed coming down when both hands on the ground that moment if the wrist is not strong then they will break the wrist too you know in order to build up you know the energy on the wrist is you know we do have a lot of pins most people they have a lot of muscle all over the place but the wrist is pretty small because they are not emphasized specifically train on the wrist can you put your wrist to the camera so we we can see your wrist and yeah. see the size of it because for someone who's 79 if you take a look at that wrist for the viewers that are watching this on youtube you can see his wrists are are huge so it's it's not small uh at, at for any means and sifu ben is is maybe you're a little over 100 pounds and about what's your height five foot about do you know sifu your height the yeah, go i'm uh, five uh five four yeah, so for someone 5'4 and, and that age, his wrist is huge. And he's been doing that. And I, I know when I first started, Sifu talked about how he would be stuck in driving in traffic and he would do Hoon Cell while he was driving with one hand and Hoon Cell on his right hand, right? Yeah, because of, uh, you know, you know I, since I know the importance of uh, the Hoon the, the and whenever I have the time, when I wash my hand, I just do a lot of this to make my get the opportunity using it. Even though when I'm driving, you know, my hand is doing like this. So, you know, like, as a matter of fact, you know, this morning, I mean, I have been walking every day morning in the, uh, since the, you know, the, the virus right now. Every morning when I walk, I do like this. Every time when I do this, my, head, my, my, my hand is doing like this when I'm walking. Both hands. So that means, you know, like, uh, I fully, you know, enjoy doing this because when I'm doing this, I know this thing will build up my wrist energy. Especially, you know, the wrist, when someone grab you, if your wrist is not strong, you cannot even break his, his arm out. So that means, you know, the wrist, you know, is very, very uh, uh, important of our, you know, uh, our lineage. In Meng Chun, you know, in order to you know build up the string on 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 your wrist, I do a lot of this kind of movement. Do a lot of this when I'm turning. When I'm turning that time, I bring this finger all the way. I want to pull all the way, and then I turn slowly, doing this way, and then I do it. The quantity of amount of time, I do a lot of time. Left hand and then right hand. So I do a lot of this and also, sometimes I do this and also I do this too. Left, right, left, right. But I will not do this. This, you know, really do not help. Doing this, or doing this. So for the people who can't see the, the podcast, what Sifu is doing, he's 
keeping his hands straight forward and he's isolating his elbow and not moving his elbow while while moving his wrists left and right. And then well, the wrist is stationary, but he's moving his fingers from left to right and then moving his fingers up and down, but keeping the wrist in the same spot in three-dimensional space as, as well as the elbow, and, but moving the fingers up and down and then left and right. Does that sound about right, Wilson? Yep, that, that's exactly how I was trying to put in the words, and you got it right there. That's why you're a seafood. <laughs> yep. You know, this is how, how I do on the, on the wrist. So, Hoon Sao, how, do, how does that translate into English? What does Hoon Sao mean? Hoon is, uh, in English, what I think is Hoon is uh, turning your wrist. Turning your wrist. Move your, uh, you know, make your wrist moving. Like a rotation, Hyun. maybe? A rotation, would that work? Like a wrist rotation? I think rotation or, or the rotation or you know, like uh circular is it circular yeah in circular circular movement this is hyun, but okay. like this is not circular and you know horizontally and vertically and also could build up you know your 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 wrist there's no name in chinese or cantonese for the the isolated finger movements like a uh you know, so or <laughs> i don't know <laughs> In, in, in Chinese, we, we, we say uh, the wrist is sao gang, sao gang leg, or wun leg. Wun, wun is uh, like the, a bowl? Sao wun is like the wrist. Sao oh, gang so is tenderly speaking. Okay. You know, the sao, you know, a lot of, uh, in Cantonese, this is the gang, right? The neck, yes. You know, the hand over here. This is the gang of the hand. Uh, so yeah, so the so or the wrist, gang. so the wrist is considered the neck of the of the arm and the hand. Right. <laughs> okay. The neck of the, the, the neck of the, the, the hand. Okay. Francis, do you have any questions about? I think you had some something you want to talk about uh, earlier with your dad, and that was a an interesting well, topic. Yeah, I think it'd be uh, it's kind of interesting to you know because uh, you've been. Uh, Dad, you've been in uh, Wing Chun for for so long, um, and I've as I was growing up, I see you read a lot of uh, martial arts books. You know, like some of the classics. And what I just wanted to know: what um, martial arts books have you read? You know, have growing up and or uh, during your martial arts career have influenced you the most? Well, you know, like since I like Wing Chun so much. You know that uh, when, once I start learning Wing Chun, you know, like I, my first book of Wing Chun is, uh, you know, when I came to San Francisco, you know, in 1959 at the time, you know, I went to the uh, Chinatown, the store, buy one, one set of Wing Chun. That is, you know, and then they have four little books, you know, four books like that, talking about Wing Chun, how it start, all the way from person, you know, from one seafood up to another seafood. Actually, actually, it's from how the history of the Wing Chun, you know, from Wing Chun, and then Leung uh, Zhan, and then like Zhao uh, Qinwa, and then Yip Man, 
And then finally, at the end, the book talk about Wing Chun, you know, Yip Man, he, he get the, the you know, four last, last four students, really build up the name. And then Leung Xiong was one of them. And then he also mentioned about Wong Sun Leung too. But uh, that book is considered, is a very, very collectible item now. You know, uh, as a matter of fact, you know, that four books, I, I brought it to uh, Sifu Ken, bring it to Fasan. I think they, 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 in the museum or something like that book, because I donated to them. Because since I like Wing Chun so much, whatever I find any article about Wing Chun on the magazine or newspaper, whenever I find it, I, I got it. I, I buy it. If I cannot buy it, I do it that time, I, I try to steal it. <laughs> but anyway, you know, like, you know, the most famous one is the most, something like that. You know, I forgot the name. Every, every week they, they have like coming out. Something, um, something about martial arts, the earliest uh, stage, that was uh, uh, printed out as 1955, 54, 55 that time. This is in Hong Kong? Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, Quentin Fong and I, you know, have, you know, have a lot of those. And then Quentin Fong, you know, I mean, that, that article, they talk about all different martial arts. But, you know, they have a white crane, they have Wing Chun. During that time, I get, you know, I like to read about the Wing Chun, uh, the article. That time, you know, have Leung Xiong and Lok Yu, you know, showing the, the Qi Sao and the picture and about the Wing Chun history. Anything about Wing Chun, that's why, you know, during that time, I used the camera, you know, to take it into picture. And then, like, and then, and then I, I bring it, you know, into, uh, you know, to keep it as a, you know, for a uh, memory collection. Yeah. So, you know, anytime, like, when I see anything related to Wing Chun, I clip it out and then put it in a, in a book about Wing Chun. Uh, talking about the Wing Chun um, side story or, or something like that, I have quite a bit of this uh, information. And then uh, after the, the night, uh, Mo, Mo Hap Siu Shit Wong. Uh, yeah, I remember that name, Mo Hap Siu Shit Wong. And then the after, uh, uh, in 1969 that time, 65 or 60, 60 something that time, and then there's another uh, uh, martial art magazine they call Sun Mohab. Sun Mohab is similar to the one, the old one, but you know, talking about all different style and then the, uh, uh, what style doing, what, which is the most famous thing. And then uh, they have question and, and answer of column, you know, for people to ask the question like that. And it has been, uh, you know, like came out at, you know, for many, many years. I actually, I, I collect quite a bit of them, but most of them I just, uh, you know, clip out, you know, take, you know, all the Wing Chun thing, you know, into there. Then I, uh, I that, the reason I want to keep it because I do not, I, I have the urge to find out more about Wing Chun. So, you know, the, the, such a, the, the technique about Wing Chun and this and that, you know, until, you know, I learned from uh, Sibu Ken. After, you know, I finished, I learned from him, then I start buying all those magazines, you know, like it's, that's why, you know, like nowadays those YouTube and uh, there are so many, um, you know, 
so, so many people doing the Wing Chun thing, you know, I hardly watch the most of those things. <laughs> so, you know, that, you know, that's the, the, the thing I like to do. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I remember when, uh, growing up when, the, the TV show Kung Fu came out on TV, you know, we, uh, as a family, we, we watched a lot as many as we could, uh, there's only three channels at the time, but you know, what did you think of that Kung Fu TV series? Well, honestly, you know that the Kung Fu the, Kung Fu movie. Well, I well, I always tell my uh, my family, wow, you know, the, the main character. Yeah, I mean the the actor the the actor. Too bad it's not Bruce Lee. You know, if it's him, I would be love it because of you know, like I uh, on that movie, the Kung Fu movie. You know. I mean, those movements, is, you know, to me, you know, it's very, very, uh, uh, mostly it's look like karate thing, you know. So I don't see any of the, the, the Wing Chun thing in there. I mean, or, you know, the, to me, you know, it's not many real Kung Fu move, uh, action, you know, in there. But uh, the story and the philosophy, you know, is pretty good. So, you know, that, that's the only thing. Like I said again, you know, too bad it's not the Bruce Lee is the main main actor, you know. Yeah. Speaking of Bruce Lee, um, so what is the which Bruce Lee movies were your uh, favorite ones? My favorite movie on Bruce Lee is the uh, Chinese Connection. Is that uh, Jing yeah. Mo Yeah, the Chinese Connection. I like it because uh, it really show you know that. Uh, a little bit history about the Thai, uh, the Kung Fu in, in uh, China, especially, you know, like uh, during that time, every country tried to get advantage of China, you know, like, uh, especially, you know, the, the scene, he fight with uh, those Japanese guy in the studio, tell the guy, eat the, eat, eat the, the, the sick man of Asia, that guy, that, that I like it the most. The action movie is very good too. Did you see the Jing Mo Moon? Did you see that in the theaters? Yeah, actually, you know the the when the, the Jing Mo Moon, you know, that time, you know, like uh, when they first came out, Uncle Ken and I, you know, was invited by some martial art people. We go there to to watch the movie for free, and then for just beginning that time, and then after he fought with uh. Uh, on on the on, during the movie, you know, after Bruce Lee beat all those guys, you know, I saw all the audience stand up and clap their hand. <laughs> Very cool. Wow. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Uh, that was in I think that that time was in Sunsing Theater. I think. Where was that? Chinatown, right? Yeah, yeah. On Broadway. That's the one that got tore down. It's that, not there anymore. So I think I think. I, I think something is on Grand Avenue, that one. Oh, okay. Okay. Is that the place where um, Bruce Lee uh, did the cha-cha? Yes. I think Bruce Lee, uh, Bruce Lee and Cheung Chung Man. Cheung Chung Man, uh, you know, is the, she was one of the very famous actresses during that time, you know. Cheung Chung Man is from uh, Taiwan. And then uh, she, she and... Uh, uh, Bruce Lee do the, uh, did the cha-cha uh, performance yeah, over there. On stage, right? Yep. Yeah. So, you know, these movies that have Wing Chun in it, uh, you know, the, some of the recent ones, the Yip Man movies, which movie did you like out of those? Well, you know, uh, according to the Yip Man movie, to me, I like, 
I like uh, the the one uh, the second one. Oh, Samuel Hung. Yeah, and the uh, Samuel Hung that one. I like that one. Oh, Hong Kong Bow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that one uh, a little bit more. Uh, I mean, related to you know a little bit true story of him, but uh, you know afterwards it's all the 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 thing you know. The number three, you know, I mean, they fight, you know, very, you know, pretty good. And some, so, you can see some of the Wing Chun movement. But of what? course, you know, like, they have to be dramatized a little bit, you know. Yeah. What did you think of the Wing Chun in those movies? Well, I, the Wing Chun, uh, you can see the, you know, you know, the punch and that kind of thing. But uh, for, mainly it's for entertainment. Nah, that's what I think, you know. But, uh, you know, like, especially for people who do not know martial arts, they, they like it a lot. Not application, right? So there's no not much application in real life. You would not do that. <laughs> yeah, I see yeah. what you're doing, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like especially he he fight with Mike Mike Tyson that one. <laughs> yeah, no, he no, your man would not fight Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. It's a pretty good movie, though. You know, it's very entertainment. You know, very and there's also, um, in, in terms of movies, uh, one of your old students, uh, Melvin Wong, always talks about how you taught him Silum Tao, which is the first set little idea. He credits Sifu Ben at beating out William Cheung in a role uh, of descendants of Wing Chun. Is that right? Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, actually, Melvin is a very nice guy. And then uh, he, he learned things very fast, too, you know. I still remember that the time I, uh, he and I worked in the Fong Fong in Chinatown. During that time, he was uh, very, very popular in, in, in his group, you know. All I know is a lot of girls you know, around him that time. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you know, uh, I, the time I bring him to uh, uh, Quinton Fong, Sifu Quinton Fong, and uh, about two or three guys work in the same place too. So. Uh, all those kids were very good in basketball, you know, and then they uh, they they like to join, you know, to start the same class with uh, Sifu uh, Quinton Fong. Are those all I would consider American-born Chinese or ABCs that you brought over there? Yeah, I think all of them, all of them are ABC. The the time I, I bring I bring to get Quinton, except except me and uh, Graham Lau and Gordon G. Three of us is not born in the uh, USA. That's pretty funny because it seems like you always bring students to teachers that don't want to teach Kung Fu. So Quentin Fong and then also uh, Sifu Ken, right? So you're the first. Yeah. yeah. What, they, what, they always, what they say, you know, if not Ben, you know, I will, not, I will, not, I will never teach. <laughs> no, this, you know, this thing it shows how much, you know, I love about martial arts. And, uh, you know, like, uh, that's why, you know, like, uh, I always try to encourage people, oh, come on, we all want to learn from you because uh, you don't have people, don't worry. Let me, I, 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 find, I find some guy and come together. That spirit that you have, uh, it transfers to other people too. Um, I ran into one of your students about a year or two ago in Chinatown, brought over to your birthday in, in February. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember he told me that when he went down to LA once, he visited uh, Hawkins, and all he said was, 
Sifu Bender and Hawkins said, oh, that's all you have to say. And he, he said Hawkins took him around L.A. He didn't even know him and took him around town and showed him around Los Angeles, brought him to a few kung fu schools. I remember going to Sifu Quentin Fong's house, who is my, my parents' house is like neighbor in San Francisco. Uh, all I said was Sifu Ben. Oh, Sifu Ben. Oh, Bender. Oh, I know Bender. That was my first student. And he's like, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, I know you don't take students anymore, but I just want to see. He's like, you know what? You're one of his kids. You're all right. I'll, I'll take you in. So in a, in a weird way, uh, Sifu Ben is my, my Daisi Hing from that, that side of the, the Kung Fu. But whereas Sifu Ben was the first student, I'm his last. Now, I'm not claiming that I know White Crane at all because I, I definitely don't. I'm not even going to put that out there. But it's, it's funny how the spirit that Sifu Ben and his curiosity of Kung Fu from when he first started, you know, that, that was at least the 60s, I would assume, till 2000 and maybe it was like 16 or 17 that I met Sifu Quentin Fong. He left a very good impression on, on that, on that Sifu so that the spirit is alive everywhere you touch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I have a very good um, relation with the, those people. I mean, all they, they treat me all very nice. Yeah. They can show me all the, the technique very, very openly. Never ever try to hide anything, you know? So I really, really uh, consider very lucky. You know, Hawkins, you know, like, uh, when, I, when I was in uh, Hong Kong, he was, uh, you know, he sat in front of me, you know, in, in, the, in the class. A lot of time he showed me some of the Wing Chun too because uh, he, he's more senior than I am at that time. And then he, he showed me some of the Wing Chun, the hand, and do some cheese out like that, you know. Hawkins and I are very, in a very uh, we are in a very good term. He also said he was a better cha-cha dancer. That's what he said. He said, my Kung Fu right now is, you know, I, I, Sifu Ben may have better Wing Chun than me, but I can still beat him in a cha-cha dance, he said. That guy's good. Hawkins, Hawk, Hawkins cha-cha is pretty good too. I, I remember that, uh, you know, like in, uh, in, when we were teenagers at that time, you know, in the party, Bruce Lee, Hawkins, in, in, the, in the dancing party, you know, a lot of the time, they, they, they really get their attention. It seems like they always compete against each other. Him and, uh, him and Bruce were always going back to back. He said they competed against you know, in dancing, competed in, in, in fighting and everything else, too. They're very competitive friends. Well, you know, like Hawkins, um, actually Hawkins knows Bruce Lee more than I am. I think they live close by together, something like that, you know. I know, I know Bruce Lee actually is from, uh, from Hawkins too. From Hawkins and from Bruce Lee's cousin. Uh, the one I, I, in Hong Kong, uh, his name is James Lau. But James Lau and I were a lot very close. So, you know, like that's, that's how I know, you know Bruce. And then they come to my house and have fun together and like that. In terms of Bruce's uh, Wing Chun, when he said, I, I was reading somewhere saying that he learned the third set from Liu. So is that, is that true? Uh, I have not, I, I, I don't know. All I know that Bruce Lee learned a lot from Wong Sunil. Okay, so a lot of his was from Wong Sunil. He, he learned a lot from Wong Sunil. But uh, you know, like uh, actually Wong Sunil, in 1959 that time, you know, they, he, he considered very, very famous in Meng Chun, mainly because he fight with a lot of other, other style people. And he likes to challenge people too. And that's why, you know, uh, he, uh, as far as the famous, I mean, the popular and, you know, everybody know about Wing Chun, they will say Wong, uh, Wong Chun now. You know, but the people good in Wing Chun, 
they know it is them. So, yeah. I visited a lot of schools and some people that, that don't speak English, the Cantonese speakers, the older ones, they always refer to, oh, yes, Dai Si Heng is, was, was the best. Yeah. You know, it's the, always say in Mengchun people, they know me. His level is way past him. Go outside and challenge people. Like uh, uh, Wong Sun Leung, uh, William Cheung, and Wong Kiu, and uh, those guys, you know. Yeah, he didn't have to go out to show off. Uh, I think that the age is different too. And the age is different, and then the, you know, the, the lifestyle is different. You know, they have to take care of family and this and that. But all those kids, they're all single. They have nothing to do. They go to fight, and then they, they have fun, you know. When, uh, when I come to USA at that time, you know, I was very, very lonely because I don't have any, uh, any friend. Once I find out somebody know a little bit Bing Chun, I go crazy and I, oh, let's get together, work out. You know, that's how it is. You know, like I said, you know, like uh, Che's father, you know, was one of, one of the person, you know, I, you know, would have the most fun. When you decided to bring your students over to learn from Sifu Ken, who were some of those students? Okay, uh, let me see. Number one is Sidney Wong and then Jin uh, Wu. Those, all those guys, they used to learn from me before I learned from, uh, from Sifu Ken. The reason they, you know, they, they want to learn from me, I, and I, during that time I told him, hey, you know, my Wing Chun not good enough to be a teacher. He said, man, don't worry, you know, uh, you, you, you know a little bit, it's better than nothing. Because during that time in Chinatown, nobody don't know Wing Chun. Uh, you could have made it up. You could have told them that yeah. I made a, this is, this is the whole Wing Chun set. They would have done no difference. That's how you make money. I'm kidding. I'll do that. <laughs> anyway, one, of, one of the guy was uh, Ya Ya Wu. I don't know if you heard of it. You know, he's very famous in Chinatown. But he, all those guys, they all learned from, you know, all different Choi uh, Leifa. In Chinatown, is very active in martial arts uh, circle. When I bring it to Ken that time, and they're all happy. So, you know, we have an instant class when, when Ken start. That time I live on Bush Street, you know, San Francisco Bush Street. So we, we work downstairs at, on the Bush Street, you know, the basement. And that building is uh, my, uh, you know, uh, my ex-mother-in-law's house. We have a window me and everything. You know, it's very nice. And uh, afterward, a lot of people Find now when Chun, they you know getting more and more people out the work. So who are some of the other students that uh, Sifu Ken taught during that time? In uh, on Bush Street. Yeah. Besides me, that's a uh, Gay Cho, John Wong, Wilson, Mike Lam, Bradford Louis, Gary Chen. There are many, many, and uh, you know like uh, Eddie Chong. So, you know, like a lot of them, you know, they, you know, they're still around, you know. Thank you, Sifu. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening and subscribing to the podcast. Good. Be safe out there and have a great day. Okay, bye-bye.